follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for more information and updates for further episodes. Welcome back to Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I am your host, Zoe, and today we're doing another favorite anime scene. Now, it says favorite, so that I hope you all know this means sub- this is subjective and not objective. And today, as you can tell by the title, we will be talking about Attack on Titan, particularly a part that happens in Attack on Titan Season 3, Part 2. Now, there will be spoilers for Attack on Titan Season three, I will, I'll, you know what, I'm gonna be nice and try not to do any manga spoilers or any spoilers for season four. So just up till season three. And I feel like there's a lot of good scenes in Attack on Titan as for Naruto, my hero, but I like to use the, 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 the softer scene, the softer scenes, I guess the more subtle scenes, you know, the scenes that people wouldn't really consider their favorite. You know, like, there's so many scenes in Attack on Titan that are dope. You can think of when Eren gets eaten by Grandpa Titan or Santa Claus Titan. You can think when Eren turns into a Titan for a first time, when he plugs up uh, the hole in, uh, what was it? The, sec- the, the, the second wall, God. I'm, I'm <laughs> wall Rose, when he plugs up that, that, that hole. Um when Reiner and Bertold are revealed to be the colossal and and, and, uh, armored titan, when Annie's revealed to be the female titan, there are so many epic scenes in Attack on Titan that you could say are your favorite. Now, obviously, I have multiple favorite scenes from Attack on Titan, but this is the scene I always find myself watching, like, just whenever. I, I always find myself watching this scene because it is so impactful personally to me and not just to me, but the story and the the two characters that it's between. And this is the scene when Hanji talks down Mikasa, when Levi is choose is figuring out who to choose to give the Titan serum to consume Berthold so they can become the Colossal Titan. Now... I chose this scene. First of all, let me say, I do watch the scene dubbed. I love the dub for Attack on Titan. Uh, sometimes I don't like Aaron. I don't like his voice sometimes because he's just really annoying. But um, the dub for this for this, for this this show is very solid. And I, a lot of anime fans, which I do not like, like to clown other anime fans and say, you're not a true anime fan if you don't watch sub. Look, I watch both. I watch sub and I like dubbed. Sometimes I prefer subbed over dubbed and sometimes I prefer dubbed over subbed. Like, I'll give you an example. I like the scene, spoilers for Naruto now, but I like the scene where Naruto talks to his dad at the end of Naruto before he fights Sasuke. I like it subbed over dubbed. However, I like the scene where Naruto meets his mother dubbed over subbed. So there's nothing wrong with liking both or liking neither. I, I mean, I suggest every anime fan, fan at least try both of them. And if you prefer one over the other, there's nothing wrong with that. But I digress. I watched this scene dubbed and the acting for Attack on Titan. I know a lot of dub anime acting is like questionable, but for Attack on Titan, it's really good, except as I mentioned, I do not like Aaron's voice all the time. 
But for me, this scene works. It it hits harder personally for me, dubbed. And I say this because you have to think of the context of what's going on. They have just defeated, even with, man, the odds were stacked against, against them. They just had a victory over the Titans, over the Beast Titan, the Colossal Titan, the Armor Titan, and the Cart Titan, and all those Titans that the Beast Titan can control. They just had a big victory over them. But now their their victory came out of sacrifice, two sacrifices at at, at, at their captain, Erwin, and one of their best cadets, Armin. And I remember initially watching this scene, I remember I was like, bro, Erwin should come back. Like I it hurt me when Armin died. Like, because I'm thinking, Armin can't die. Armin can't die. But his body's literally getting burnt to a crisp by Berthold, who I despise, by the way. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, who's getting burnt to a crisp by Berthold. And you're thinking, they can't kill Armin. He's the narrator. He has to see the sea, you know? You, you, you think of how long we've been with Armin. We've been with Armin longer than we've been with Erwin. However, the way that that moment was depicted and how... And how and how Armin at the end said he would let Aaron. He's like, I'm going to pass my dream on to Aaron. You would understand. You you could see how, okay, that's the end of Armin. And, it's, and the same thing with Erwin. Erwin literally told his people, he's like, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a high, high, very high probability, high chance that we are going to die. But we will die for the better of our people. But when the choice came down to Armin and Erwin, I understood the pain of the cadets. I understood Aaron's pain. I understood Mikasip's pain. But I was like, bro, Erwin should live. Like, he's the leader. But then I thought about it, and after the choice that was made, we all know that Armin does survive. I agreed with it. Now, I won't get into the manga because I don't agree with it anymore. But I understood. But the scene that killed me, it wasn't... It wasn't... Aaron stepping up to Levi and threatening him. It wasn't even Mikasa stepping up to Flotch and threatening him. It was when the other, when Hanji, Shasha, and Jean showed up, when they saw what was going on and they understood, they didn't even have to exchange words. They saw what was happening and when Hanji grabbed Mikasa, that is what killed me. You could see how Mikasa in that scene, she is so angry and justified. Her anger is justified. It's misplaced, but it's justified. She just, it's like her, her best friend, someone she's known since childhood, who, who, who has always looked out for her and Aaron. His life is, is, it's in their hands. She can do something about it. And she's she's acting on emotion. She can do it something about it. She knows what he's capable of, how he's looked out for her, what kind of person he is, all this stuff, how how what an asset he is. She knows this. And she can't help but act on it. But Hanji reels her in because she's like, make a say don't make no don't make no mistake that you're gonna regret. 
but Hanji reels her in. And what I love about that scene is Mikasa reacts when Levi opens the Titan serum stuff. She she starts crying and, and Hanji's saying, I understand how you feel, but we need Erwin. We need him. And then once again, Mikasa's misplaced anger, she takes it out on Hanji and squeezes her hand. And you don't even see, you just you just hear her crying. You see the tears from her eyes. It hurts. And Hanji backs off. She's like, no, we're, we're not responding that way. Hanji does not back down. Okay, it shows, number one, Hanji will not back down. She's not afraid of no Mikasa, even though Mikasa is, like, the strongest. I'm sorry, I would say even stronger than Levi. Because Levi, look, that's a conversation for another day. But Mikasa is, like, this force to be reckoned with. And Hanji knows this, but Hanji, she tries to reach Mikasa as a friend. Mikasa is not thinking of, I'm going to I'm gonna treat everyone as a friend. She thinks, I'm going to protect my family. That's what she's thinking in this moment. But Hanji reaches Mikasa as a friend. She pulls her back. Mikasa grabs her arm. Hanji ignores it. And, she, and all, Mika, all Hanji has to do, and I know, side sidebar, I know people say Hanji's pronoun they, them, in the show, I believe it's she, her, so we, we're gonna go with that, but I'm being, but I'm not ignoring it, I just, we cool, anyway, <laughs> you, you guys, whoever wants to call them, they, you can call Hanji, they, them, I'm gonna call Hanji, she, her, so, um, they do it in the show, that's why I watched the show before I read the manga, um, but, Hanji, unlike Levi, Levi kind of, it's like, I don't need to explain my reasoning for this. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Even though you kind of can't do that because they're kids. Hanji empathizes with Mikasa. She doesn't say, Mikasa, you're wrong. I'm going to do it anyway. Or Levi's going to do it anyway. It sucks to suck. You have to deal with it. No. She empathizes with Mikasa. And she says, Mikasa, there have been people that I've wanted to bring back ever since I started this. And you see how Moblet saved her. And you're wondering, where's Moblet? And then you finally see Moblet saved her. Moblet sacrificed his life for Hanji's. She didn't ask him to, but he did. And you know she's not just talking about Moblet. But if you watch Attack of Titan, Moblet has been with her since the beginning. He's been... Like, I even noticed that until I rewatched Attack on Titan and realized Moblet was with her since the beginning. So the fact that he died, and when you realize his presence, his ever-looming presence with Hanji in the show, etc., man, it hurts you too. And you understand where Hanji's coming from. Hanji's not talking out of her butt. She's she's actually genuinely relating to Mikasa. Now, maybe, maybe Moblet wasn't family to her like how Armin was family to Mikasa, but she doesn't, she doesn't, for a moment, these, they, they talk to each other as like soldiers all this time, but for a moment, Hanji drops that and talks to Mikasa like a person. Levi is the one addressing everything as a soldier, which was not very appropriate in that situation. But her, Hanji's, uh, what's that move that Goku did on Reddit? Uh, whatever it is, she, she, she restrains, she holds Mikasa back, but her holding her back turns into a hug, and eventually, Mikasa 
accepts the truth. She's not crying anymore. She's not screaming. She's not, like, throwing a tantrum, even though I wouldn't say Mika's throwing a tantrum. She has every right to be upset. But she's not, she's not fighting it anymore. She's not fighting Hanji. She's not fighting anybody anymore. She's not even fighting her emotions anymore. She's accepted the truth. Because she's realized, man, I'm not the only person going through this. Hanji's going through this, too. Everybody else is going through this, too. And, and, and it's process. Hanji doesn't say it's like, look at these split, you get over it. She's like, no, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. When you see friends constantly die in battle, especially at your age, when you see friends die for nothing, for no reason, basically, at times, it, it kills you. And you know it kills Hanji. Not going to spoil season four, but throughout season four, you know it kills her. She's in put, she's been put in certain situations that aren't meant for her. And she doesn't feel equipped to because if Aaron was there, she wouldn't have to she wouldn't have to step out of her comfort zone basically. And not even just if Aaron was there, but if Ma, if 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 Moblet was there, maybe she would have someone else to help guide her if 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 Levi was more active, if this that and the third if if Mike or Mike was still there. If Petra, if, if, you know, all these people that died, if they were still there, they, she would be able to hold the burden, not by herself. She wouldn't have to keep that burden within herself. She, she would be able to hold it with her friends. And that chance was robbed from her. It entirely was. And it was robbed from Mikasa too, but Mikasa, she stops. She stops resisting. She stops kicking. She stops crying. She stops. She stops screaming. Screaming. That didn't sound right. <laughs> she stops screaming. I shouldn't have said that. She stops screaming. <laughs> I'm sorry. She stops screaming, and <laughs> eventually, um, eventually, unlike Aaron, because Aaron is very hard headed. Mika says hard headed too, but unlike Aaron, she. She's willing to accept it. The same way she accepted her parents' fate. The same way she accepted Grisha's fate. The same way she she accepted uh, Carla's fate. She she just, I mean, Aaron says it, Aaron says it himself. She just kept moving forward, and that was honestly, it wasn't just offer up your hearts. That wasn't the only thing that the scouts meant. It was it was that they just kept going forward, in order to complete their mission of peace of freedom of safe of safety <laughs> peace freedom and security to my new empire like Anakin no but before I close this I did want to mention one thing a lot of people come after Mikasa and say that Mikasa like her character and say that Mikasa only cares about Eren I'm sorry but Mikasa had a very, like, okay, Mikasa has been willing to fight people over Eren, but not to the extent that she was willing to fight over Armin. She w Now, I know she sold her the, the dull side of her blade towards Flotch, but she was, like, not afraid. She pinned Levi down. She was like, and that's what I mean by Levi, uh, that Mikasa's stronger, but once again, conversation for another day. She pinned Levi down. 
she was re- really ready to be on the offensive and tell Flotch to back away and that she was willing to cut him up into pieces for the sake of Armin. Even before in season one, when people are talking about killing Aaron, they're not just going to kill Aaron. They're going to kill Armin too because he's in the way. And Mikasa is like, oh yeah, I'll cut up your traitorous flesh. I ain't afraid. You see, Mikasa does not only care about Aaron. And that's the misconception a lot of people have. P- people think Mikasa's only Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. But if you see later on, once again, no spoilers for season four. But if you see in season four and just this scene alone, you know Mikasa cares for other people. She builds relationships with other people. Even Mikasa's the one that told Historia to punch Levi when she became queen. She cares. She cares. Sometimes she's, she's just not the best at showing it the best towards other people outside of Aaron and Armin. But even if, let's say, it's more biased towards Aaron, y'all have to think. Aaron saved this girl's life, all right? She was about to be a slave for life. Aaron saved her. She watched her parents die right in front of her. And Aaron saved her. Now Aaron is a little cuckoo for killing three gro- or two grown men with no problem. But I digress. Um... But you you have to think how important Aaron was to Mikasa. But that has, that does not negate or over what's the sh- what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't override. Excuse me. It doesn't override the, the meaning that Armin had to Mikasa too. Armin was there for Mikasa more than Aaron was. Let's be real now. Um. Yeah, it, it it kills me sometimes when people are like, Mikasa only cares about Aaron. And I'm like, not true. Watch the show. Pay attention. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, this was a little shorter one than usual, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as per usual, if you did, share it. And I will be back next week with another episode. But until then, peace. <laughs>